Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to our first incredible, amazing, stupendous award show, the Poindexter Awards. For those of you who do not get that reference, it is a reference to a film that is near and dear to my heart, and same with Mysterious Mike's. Mike, you there? Yeah, man, that was that was an awesome intro, man. I really, I really like that. What what film is it that we named our awards for, Mike? Revenge of the Nerds. Woo! We're the film nerds, man. Yep, that is where our awards came from. Is from Revenge of the Nerds. Now, for those of you who do not live in Arizona, or did not live in Arizona, or don't give a crap, Revenge of the Nerds, the original, was filmed almost entirely. At that southern school, people like me don't talk about. Oh, was it filmed at University of Arizona? It was filmed almost entirely at the University of Arizona. And do you know why, Mike? No, I actually don't know why. Because they have A's all over the campus, so they didn't have to do any changing. Because in Revenge of the Nerds, their uh, mascot, I guess, or people or whatever you would say for the school is the Atom. And so they had A's everywhere, and it worked beautifully. Nice. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that, but I know for a fact that is one of the reasons why they filmed it there. So down in good old Tucson, Arizona. And so originally the names for these awards started out as the Lewises, but that didn't sound nerdy enough. So Mike suggested the Poindexter Awards, and I think it just works great. Only problem is, is people are going to get it confused with that uh, that Poindexter cartoon that I don't think exists anymore. But oh, I I don't think so. But well, we're straightening them out. They have to listen to know Revenge of the Nerds, not this cartoon thing. So, well, anyways, now you know why we picked the name for the Poindexter Awards, and why are we having an awards show on Valentine's Day? Well, the Valentine's Day happens to be our uh, one-year anniversary, so uh, go us. Woo. Happy one year. Well, Mike, I definitely say go us because, as I alluded to in our last pod, this pod almost didn't make it two or three different times throughout this past year, but we made it. We made it a full year. In our full year, we have done 87 episodes. Man, 87. Man, we're on fire. 87 individual podcasts. That's insane. We've had three different co-hosts. Well, not three different co-hosts. Three hosts. Me, you, and good old Seth Marcourt, who started the podcast out with me. But you have been on as the main uh, co-host since episode four, I believe. Yeah, episode four. That was, um, wasn't that the... Black Panther. Uh, yeah, Black Panther nominated for Best Picture. Yep, Black Panther, and it was up for Best Picture in our awards, too. Um, spoiler alert, nobody voted for it. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So, in 87 episodes, we have had 2,000... 946 downloads. Well, okay, that I have to scratch that. Episode 87 is not out yet. So there's going ah, to be more. Yes. 
Um, yeah, there's going to be another 2,000 right on this episode. Definitely. Just on our last episode, we're going to get 2,000. But on 86 episodes, we've had 2,946 downloads, which is not too bad. Now, Mike, um, here here we'll get into a little bit of uh, 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 trivia for those of you who don't know our statistics or don't pay attention. We've talked about it before. Um well, at least I have. Mike, do you know what our most downloaded episode is? Um, I think it's either Red Sparrow or Black Panther. Very good, Mike. Our number one downloaded episode is episode number seven, Red Sparrow, with 133 downloads. Yeah, man, J-Law. It's the J-Law effect. No, no, I have a theory on this. Yeah, what is it? What do you what do you think? The only listeners we have on our podcast, other than our parents, sisters, friends, uh, your wife, your friends, whatever, other than them, is Russian bots. And our Russian bots are all about the Red Sparrow because you know it takes place in Russia with a Russian spy. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if they're boosting our numbers, I guess. That's fine. Maybe we should get some Chinese bots. Do we need to do like a lot of Transformers, Michael Bay movies? No, we should have done Crazy Rich Asians. I bet you that would have been number two. <sighs> but that—that's not—that's not Chinese. Though. Yeah, it Wasn't is. That like Crazy Rich Asians it was, is Chinese. It was Chinese. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh... Oh, all right. No, the actor, Never mind. the actors and actresses in it are Chinese. Yeah, I believe it takes place in. It might not take place in China. I don't know. I still haven't seen it. Oh, I would like to see it okay. eventually. All right. But. All right. Okay. So, yeah. as you said earlier, um, what is our number two downloaded episode, Mike? Uh, Black Panther. Yep. It is your first episode. Black Panther, episode number four, with 97 downloads. That's awesome. So. Uh, I wish we had 97 every week. So get on it, people. My question to you is, Mike, why didn't you tell your other 96 friends to download the rest of our podcasts? You only told them that one time. Uh, You know, you know how it is. You put the message on Facebook and Facebook's algorithms don't show it to anybody because I didn't pay for it and all that stuff. You know, dude, that's legit. That's legit. When I pay for stuff for the real film nerds is when people actually see our stuff in their feeds. Otherwise, they never do unless someone shares it. So speaking of that, make sure to like, subscribe, and share our posts so all your friends can see it because that helps us grow. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, I'm not very good at sharing the stuff, but I've been trying to do it a lot better. Uh, I'm definitely not as Facebook-oriented as a lot of folks. Well, a lot of that for me has come with my job. You know, I had to really start getting in the social medias. That's why m- almost all of my social media accounts are very, very open and public because being in the news industry, when social media was coming of age, um, I had to use social social media, including my personal social social media, to promote places I was or news that was going on or whatever. So. And my job now, you know, I have to use social media to uh, try and push and sell products. So, you know, I've just, I'm not crazy about social media. I just know how to use it. I would say better than average. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I would say I'm better than average. So, 
All right. Yeah, no, I, I think you're a pro, man. You're modest. Well, thanks, Mike. You're too kind, sir. Clearly, you've been drinking. But what have you been drinking, Mike? <sighs> oh, man, that was an excellent segue. Boom, Good job. I nailed that one. Uh, well, uh, I am drinking um, White Oak Highlight. Uh, it is from Cigar City Brewery uh, out of Tampa, Florida. Now, Mike, is that a super special beer because of our one-year anniversary? Uh, it is a pretty special beer. It's 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 a uh, pretty um, unique. Although I have a even more special beer that I'm going to be drinking after this one. And this one, uh, Mags got me uh, for our anniversary, our own anniversary, and it's it's a Stone and Joy by which is a very fantastic beer. So, and Stone Brewing is out of uh, San Diego area, California. Uh, I think it's technically somewhere else. Hold on. No, I think they're right downtown in San Diego, aren't they? Aren't they in the es- Gaslight es- area? Escondido. Es- okay. Yeah. yeah, Escondido is where their official brewery is, but they're all over San Diego area. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I know Stone Stone well. So, I didn't get a super special beer, but I got a beer that I don't get all the time that I enjoy quite a bit. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a super crazy expensive beer. It's a good beer. It's a beer I enjoy, which I felt was appropriate. And it is not Kilt Lifter. Surprise, surprise. It is not Kilt Lifter. Ooh, what did you get, man? I'm, 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 I'm all ears. You're, you're on the edge of your seat. It yes, should be, I am. it should be a Kilt Lifter since that is, you know, one of my favorite beers ever. But this is a this is a good beer. Uh, you and I have consumed a lot of them together. Um, we've consumed uh, his other, I guess is a good way to put it, and that is uh, Dos Equis Amber. Oh yeah, yeah, Dos Equis, man, that's a nice one. Good. You and I have consumed a lot of the uh, um, fellow of Dos Equis Amber, the Dos Equis Lager, but I really prefer the Amber all day long. Yeah, I, I have a special place in my heart for the Dos Equis, uh, due to a few Mexico trips here and there, and uh, just recycling the bottles to get more bottles. I feel like I should be eating tacos and sitting on a beach. Yeah, that'd be nice, man. Huh? It would be. You know, uh, isn't it a little cold uh, uh, up there? It is. It has been quite chilly here in Prescott. It was... Average of last week was in the 30s, and it was quite nippy. That's daytime Oof. average. So, luckily, we didn't get a whole lot of snow like our uh, fellows to the north in Flagstaff, where uh, one of our guests, Lumberjack Michael, is at right now. Uh, they got a whole lot of snow, and he kind of freaked out. And I tried to warn him and prepare him as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you have to. You just have to deal with it, man. All right. So last one of our statistics, and then we will get into our awards. Mike, what do you think our third most downloaded podcast is? Uh, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss, man. I, I don't know. Um, just take a guess. A wild guess. Uh, let, let's do uh, Avengers Infinity War. Wrong. Dang. Close. 
but no cigar. It was the episode directly after Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War was episode number 13. This is episode number 14, and that is Isle of Dogs. Really? Isle of Dogs, Isle of Dogs has 82 downloads. That's really cool. I wonder wonder why. It encompasses 3% of our downloads. Wow. And then, just real quick, it goes the beginning, then Phantom Thread, and then Avengers Infinity War, Annihilation, Ready Player One, Hostiles, and then Game Night. So that's our top 10 most downloaded episodes of all time since the start of the podcast on February 14th. 2018. Man, that's really neat about Isle of Dogs, which is also nominated for... um, Best Animated Feature for the Academy Awards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So that's interesting that that's... So that's cool. I I like that we do some of these, uh, like, outside-the-box movies, I think. Dude, I think it's what sets us apart. I mean, you know, sure, we do a lot of the same popular movies as a lot of other podcasts and review shows and... Things like that. But I think one thing that sets us apart is doing the stuff that is streaming, uh, doing the older films, which there's nothing wrong with older films. They're great. Oh, yeah. I think some people really need to watch some of these older films. I feel like feel like the old man. Have you ever seen this movie? I know, right? Especially, <laughs> I, I, know, I don't know how much you deal with the younger generation. I deal with not a lot of them. But, you know, my nephews, I, I try to educate them right. But, I mean, there's some I'm like... Really? You haven't seen that? We need to go watch that right now. Yeah, there's so many good older movies that I wish a lot of people had seen because they're they're so good and had an impression on me, you know? So I try to spread the word as much as I can about different things. And we are through the podcast. So it's really neat for us to be able to talk about all these movies we just grew up watching. I, uh, you know, I really love it. Jesus, Mike, you're going to make me cry. Cut it out. <laughs> all right. Enough of that. Okay. <laughs> Should we roll into our award? Should we get on it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So there's two parts of the Poindexter Awards. There is our overall podcast award. And then there is the individual awards, which Mike, you know, will express his opinion and it will be an award for that. And I will express my opinion of the same award and it'll probably be a different movie, most likely, or a different thing or whatever. Now the podcast awards is only going to be one in the end. And Mike and I sat down and put our individual votes in for this. And you all get to hear Mike and I destroy each other, picking our overall podcast awards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to fight it out live. Well, live-ish on the pod in in, in front of you guys. Uh, you know, defend our, our choices about what we picked and why. All right. So let's start it out at the very, very, very bottom of our list, Mike. Best legacy cast movie. Now, mine, I have no idea. I think both of us are probably going to hit a stalemate, so we should just stop right now. But mine is Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's an awesome movie. I love that movie. I, I, I really do enjoy that movie a lot. But mine is Jaws. 
So I know, and I love Jaws. I love Jaws a whole lot, but I do not love it as much as you. So this is where we're at the point where we might as well just say, screw it, because I don't think we're going to get a resolution on this, especially not with your favorite movie and one of my favorite movies. Yeah, because, I mean, Jaws really is one of my early inspirations to do scuba diving, which uh, I am scuba certified now and have gone diving with sharks. Not great white sharks, but various sharks that whatever was around and love scuba diving and the ocean and stuff. So, yeah, I'm pretty biased. So, yeah, uh, I think I think this is a good choice, Matt. Uh, I definitely enjoy Ghostbusters a ton. I love Ghostbusters. Just the jokes. I love everything about it. So it's just not quite as good. Oh, dude. As it Jaws. Is, it is superior to Jaws. And you know it. Because it is comedic. <sighs> it has Bill Murray. It launched the careers of a lot of comedians and directors. And just... It did so much, Mike. It, it showed that uh, you can do good, funny comedies... You can shoot it well. You can use special effects. I mean, come on. The Marshmallow Man, Mike? Come on. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Anyways. Yeah. So let's yeah, just yeah. let's just decide this right now. We're going to come to a stalemate. The Poindexter Award for Best Legacy Cast Movie goes to Jaws and Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Yep. That, that works for me. That works. That works. All right, on to our next category. Mike, do you want to introduce it or do you want me to? Uh, I can introduce it. Uh, it's Best Tributary Movie. And so this is a movie that's, uh, you know, on either Amazon or Netflix or streaming, any kind of streaming media that didn't go to the theaters. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so for my pick, I chose Anon. Uh, from Netflix, because I really, really like that movie. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit as well, but I felt there was one that one-upped it, and it was also a Netflix movie, and that was Outlaw King. <sighs> and I liked Outlaw King, too. I, I feel like it was kind of a sequel to Braveheart, which I have a very special place in my heart. I really love that movie. But... I don't know. I just like the the future, the 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 not so far away near future of Anon, and I just so for for me that was the the best movie. But okay, so you like you're right. You like Anon because it's m more true to life and what our current society could be heading towards in the near dystopian future. Y yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I liked Outlaw King because it was a sequel to Braveheart, but it wasn't a sequel to Braveheart. It actually gave us... Well, I mean, kind of was. Yeah, but, it gave yeah. us more of the historical truths of that time period. The battles were incredible. Um, that one scene, man, I still will never freaking get it out of my freaking mind. Oh, yeah, where, where the guy... Yeah, when yeah. he you know, hangs and quarters... Well, not quarters him, but no, he quarters him later basically hangs a dude and oh god dude that just was so impactful to me that was that was a huge 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 moment 
You know, the the outfits were great. The acting was fantastic by Chris Pine. The the cinematography was beautiful. Yeah, so. no, it was it was a well done movie. Uh very entertaining. I uh I'm not knocking it at all by saying it's kind of a sequel to Braveheart, even though you know, some of the things are a little different between the two movies. But I love both those movies and they're 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 different, but they're still really good. Like it was it was kind of an un, a surprising movie to come out of Netflix, and I actually was just talking to Maggie the other day, or Mags, uh, about the future of cable and everything, and I I really feel like it's over. Like cable lost. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they did. Dude, I, they're I, losing I, I, people I, by record I think, numbers. I think I think with with HBO. And uh, Netflix and Amazon all streaming and making new original content. Like some of the Amazon stuff's been kicking it awesome. Like I really liked um, the the um, uh, Krasinski uh, show. The uh, oh, now I'm blanking on the John Krasinski who was in. It was a. Uh, <sighs> trying to think of the name of John it. Krasinski's show yeah 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 he was he was in it was like he's a CIA oh, agent shit yeah um Jack Ryan yeah yeah I really like the Jack Ryan show um dude Marvelous Miss know, Maisel is that really took oh, my breath away that was a really good show Maisel's awesome uh there's another show that we just started matt uh it's called homecoming yes i want to watch that that's with um, julia roberts right <sighs> yeah dude matt the cinematography well it, you're gonna love it dude it's written directed by the dude that did uh mr robot and i loved mr robot yeah so and, and get ready man so far i mean we've only seen one or two episodes but it, it it's pretty good and then, you know, just all Netflix just is coming out with stuff like left and right. Like some of the stuff I will admit isn't isn't great. But for for the most part, a lot of their stuff's right on point. And it's just like, man, they're cranking out stuff so fast. Well, I think what also it is too is that you don't have to pay for cable to get you know, you pay for like five hundred channels and you have five you want to watch. Um, I think the online streaming stuff, they're finally doing what people have been wanting for since the start of cable, basically, is they want to pay for what they want to watch. They don't want to pay for a bunch of shit they're never going to watch. Yeah, and I also love that with Amazon Prime Video or uh, you know HBO or Netflix, there's no commercials. Yeah, that's a – well, for now. <laughs> Netflix is toying <laughs> oh, with it, man. Yeah. Netflix has been toying with it. Granted, they're commercials for their other shows and movies and stuff, but still. I really hope that they don't. And in fact, I would, I know they just raised their price, but I, I would even pay more for Netflix for them to not do it. Like, I just don't ever want to have a Netflix where there is commercials because I've loved how there hasn't been commercials. You know, when you just want to watch, like, you know, the whole term marathon a show, like, that wasn't Binge. even a thing. Yeah. Nef- yeah, yeah, like, like Netflix invented that. Yeah, binge, binge show. Yeah. Binge watch, yeah. So, um, I mean, basically what you're saying, Mike, is Outlaw King is the tributary movie of the year. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. So so no, uh, the, the, yeah. To get back the, on topic, the tributary uh, movie of the year is Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 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 to get back on topic, uh, I could be swayed to do Outlaw King because it was really good too. Like it's it's kind of I was kind of in the middle. And I just wanted to highlight Anon because I, I feel like a lot of people didn't even hear about Anon. It kind of came and went fairly fast. It wasn't it wasn't kind of like a bird box or anything where it was like just a hit from like the very beginning. Right. Well, dude, and Clive Owen does a fantastic job. And I'm forgetting her name. The other girl that that is in there, she, she's been in a bunch oh, yeah, of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. She's and really she good, did too. Real uh, well. I forget her name, too. I yeah. really did enjoy Anon a lot. I really, really, really enjoyed that movie. I, I agree with you. And I think what makes that movie is the story and the cinematography and how they shot it and stuff. But I just feel personally Outlaw King is better. But that's me. So, alright, so you're bending to my will of Outlaw King. Amanda Seyfried yep. was uh, the, the girl in, in Anon. Alright, now this next one, this next one will probably get a little heated, but maybe not. Because um, I'll probably just bend over for you because this is your category and this is kind of your thing. And that is the best Harvest Horror Fest film. Ooh, yeah. Now, this is this is a hard one, man. Because uh, I... So, you know, uh, my pick for the best Harvest Horror Fest is Event Horizon. Dude, that's an amazing movie. And I really, really like this movie. It's it's a it's a basically a haunted house movie in space. Yeah. Yep, dude, it's incredible. And it's so well done. It's so creepy. It's so scary. There's so many good visual points. Like, uh, they did a really good job with all the stuff. The only thing is, some of the special effects haven't quite aged a hundred percent. But other than that, man, it's still really cool. Like it was just some of the zero gravity stuff was a little looks a little weird. Yeah, these days. Well, and but, that's one of the hard parts about us doing Harvest Horror Fest or any of these legacy casts is both of us are very passionate about these movies, and that's why we've picked them. <laughs> I love Event Horizon probably as much as the movie that I picked for my favorite Harvest Horror Fest movie of the year, and that is Cabin in the Woods. I'd say I like oh, both of them man. just about the same level. Yeah, and Cam in the Woods, I also really liked that movie for two reasons. I had no idea it was coming out, and it was so well done. It, Dude, it, it, it was like the perfect blend of a comedy and a horror movie. I mean, perfect. The only other one that even comes close in my mind and comes close is tough because it's probably on the same level too is Shaun of the dead oh yeah 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 you, you, you're right yeah it's a, it's a very good blending of comedy and horror like it's serious when it needs to be there's lots of comedy in intertwined and and exactly the same thing in Shaun of the dead which is also an awesome movie so mike on this i will bend to your will and say event horizon just because like I said, I love Event Horizon as much as Cabin in the Woods. They're on the same level for me. Oh, all right. Well, awesome. So, Event Horizon, 
gets the Poindexter Award for Best Harvest Horror Fest movie. Yep. I Dude, they're both just fan-freaking-tastic. All right, so our next one, we didn't have many of them this year, which hopefully is going to change for 2019, and that is the Best Podcast Guest. And, Mike, this is one where you and I actually agreed because we didn't have many guests and this is the one guest that was on with both of us uh yep yep uh and this guest is uh lumberjack mike uh, or michael and uh, it was for the venom uh podcast and you know it was awesome to have him on and and someone who really enjoys venom uh, comic, so it was good to hear his opinions. Yep, our other guest, our other guest. Technically, we only had one other guest, and that was Mr. Matt Santos from the Mile High Show, and that was early, early, early on when we did almost the um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand style of our watch of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I love Santos to death. He is a fantastic guest. I've been a guest on his podcast. Many, many, many times, but uh, I can't slam, uh, you know, my nephews, my blood. So, ah, okay. So, 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 so family wins, huh? Nepotism, nepotism, Matt. M- Mr. Mr. Malhai Show was even there and helped us record the episode and made it possible. And I offered for him to be on it, but he refused and he didn't see the movie. And I don't think he still has. And I don't, he's not a huge movie guy. Um, older classic movies he'll watch, but so I wasn't going to force him. So, gotcha. All right, Mike, you want to do our next category? Yeah, that's yeah. I'll do the next category. So the next category is for actor of the year. Ooh, so this one's this one's a tough one, man, dude. Seriously. So, so we've reviewed all these movies, and uh, you know. I'm I'm putting down one of the more recent movies that we just reviewed, but he's an amazing actor. Uh, I put down James McAvoy uh, for Glass because his portrayal of all those different characters that have multiple personalities is amazing. See, and I might have to change mine, but I'm going to stick to it for right now because I forgot about Glass when I because I filled this out I think before we even saw Glass. <laughs> But I should have, and I forgot, you know, our, our stipulation is that it is not from January to December. Our stipulation is, is from February 14th until the following February 14th, which would include Glass and our review of Glass. So, yeah, James McAvoy, I mean, especially in Glass, was a, wow. Just, if you thought he did a good job in Split, in Glass, he takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, because he actually, like, he transforms in front of your eyes. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, it was so good. I was like, it, like at least his, his character was just, wow. All right. So my nomination, which, I, as you already can tell, I'm probably going to give up on. But I'm going to say it anyways, because I thought he did an incredible job, is uh, Christian Bale for Vice. Oh, yeah. No, no. Christian Bale was great as Dick Cheney. Uh, he, he, he did, he was a, uh, quite the character. And I, I feel like he, he did a good job of changing throughout the years. Classic 
Christian Bale of gaining and losing weight and all that stuff that he does. Yeah. When I looked at Christian Bale in that movie, I didn't see Christian Bale. I saw Dick Cheney. He did that good of a job. Yeah, that's awesome. But like I said, James McAvoy, man, I think he takes it. He has to. I mean, he not only transformed in front of your eyes his voice and his mannerisms, but also physically. Like, not like physically like his hair fell out or something, but like physically, like his stance and like what he was doing. I mean, dude, that's that's an incredible piece of acting. All right, so so uh, do we say actor of the year, James McAvoy? Yep, I think so. I think so. All right, all right. So there it is, James McAvoy, Poindexter Award. All right, Mike, go for it. Actress of the year. Let's do it. Who who did you pick for actress of the year? All right. So for actress of the year, once again, this is this is tough. This is very tough. Um, and. I'm probably going to lose this battle on this one, but I put down uh, Claire Foy and I liked her for not only uh, her role in um, the movie that we reviewed or actually two movies mm-hmm. that we reviewed. Yep, we got two of them. Which which was Unsane and um, uh, oh, I oh, got you I'm first man. The name. Yeah, and First Man. So both of those movies, she she did wonderful performance. But uh, you know, Matt, I'm gonna let you introduce yours. But uh, you know, it it's gonna be hard for me. Well, all right. So my nomination, as much as I love Claire Foy, my nomination is Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. And she, she, is that how she really says it, dude? Is it's really Lady Gaga? That's how I say I it. I always thought it was Lady Lady Gaga. No, that's how I say it. It will forever be <laughs> Gaga to me. All right. So, anyways, it might be cheating. Lady Gaga has done a fair share of acting, but this role was her. It was her life. It was her. Everything and she hit it out of the park from the singing to the acting to the, I mean, emotions, everything. She just was the complete package to me, even though it's kind of cheating because it's like her life. So, how much did she really have to act? You know, but I loved her in this movie, I loved her in A Star is Born. Claire Foy is yeah. amazing. She did a really good job. I personally think she did a better job in Unsane than she did in The First Man. First Man was amazing, but Unsane, she she did a really good job. So, yeah. But now, Gaga all the way. So, yeah. So, I, I think I'm going to bend on this one. I think Lady Gaga really, really did do a wonderful job. And like you said, it is kind of a cheat because it's her life, but still, even trying to portray your own life, I think she did a really good job. Like, she's... Well, here's a great one for you. That scene in A Star is Born, for those of you who haven't seen it, go watch it now. Um, The scene where um, Bradley Cooper's on stage 
and he's playing with his band and all that stuff. And he goes to the next song and he brings her out and she doesn't want to come out. She doesn't want to. She wants to be in the back. She wants to be humble. And then she finally goes out there and she stands behind the mic and the look in her eyes with that whole crowd behind her and everything, dude, I mean, she nailed it. And you know, for a fact that she doesn't get awestruck like that anymore. Cause she's been a huge yeah. rock star for a while now, but that look, yeah. I felt that look. Yeah, no, she was, she, she, I mean, you know, Bradley Cooper and her were just amazing in the stars born. And that's, it's, it's, that's yeah. what I'm kind of sad about not to jump to another award show, but I'm kind of sad that Bradley Cooper didn't get nominated for, um, best actor for a star is born. Well, I think oh. he did get nominated for best. It actor. Was he director. didn't get nominated for best. Director. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I got those backwards. Still, you yep. should have been nominated for both in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Mike. So next category, we are getting into our more current films. Um, and these are just films in general. Um, categories, I guess you would say we didn't get too particular on these. Uh, the only real particular ones we had so far, other than our individuals were actor and actress and podcast guests and things like that. So these are kind of our overall film awards and we have quite a few of them, but, uh, Mike, our next category is best animated film. What was your pick? So for best animated film, I picked Ralph breaks the internet. And the reason I picked this was I thought it was really creative how they did some of the representations of the internet. And I'm just a huge tech kind of guy and stuff. So I really like that. It's not the same Ralph Breaks or, uh, you know, um, like Wreck-It Ralph was where it was just like a video game. This one's kind of more focused strictly on the internet. So that's why I picked that one. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good film. That is one thing I liked a whole lot about that movie was how it showed the internet, like the pop-up blockers where people like getting in your face. I mean, it was just so creative and smart on stuff like that. But the story, yeah, that's what I really liked. About I don't know it. the story. The story was rough to me, especially you know. I think they should have ended it after you know. Penelope getting her um, steering wheel and deciding to stay in the world and all that stuff instead of having it turn into this virus and everything. I mean, it just felt like it had two endings and I was not a super huge fan of how it ended, but I did enjoy that movie quite a bit. Nice, nice. All right, so Matt, what was your uh, pick? Now, I don't know how you're going to talk. You, there's no way in hell you're going to talk me down out of this one. But uh, I, this is, I mean, I was this one was fighting for movie of the year for me. And that is Into the Spider-Verse. I just love this movie. The, the story was great. The actors they got to voice it were incredible. The blending of CGI... And animation to make this film. I mean, here's a little statistic I heard is that for every second of Into the Spider-Verse, it took one week. It took one animator one week to make that film. That one second. Wow. 
Wow. But a lot, and like I said, a lot of it was hand drawn. A lot of it was CG. It was all blended together. And to me, being a big comic book nerd, it was a comic book come to life. There was a lot of comic booky things that were in that movie. I mean, if it didn't just look like CGI animation, I mean, a lot of it looked like it had texture and stippling and all that stuff, like in a comic book, old and new comic books. I just, Into the Spider-Verse was just incredible. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I think they blended what you would want to be a comic book made into a movie. They did it. They did it in a way that was cool. Like it, 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 it still had some of that comic booky kind of stuff, but it was also still movie. Like it was, they, they blended the two, which is very hard to do, and and everyone's tried forever and. Uh, you know, they did it. It was it was really cool, and so uh, yeah, I I'm definitely I'm definitely going to back down on Ralph breaks the internet, and and agree with you that uh, Into the Spider Verse was was amazing. It was it was really well done. The thing that blows me away the most about this, it was made by Sony. I know, right? I know. It was not Marvel. It was not Disney. It was not Kevin Feige. It was Sony and they killed it. And it is spawning, you know, I hope Marvel takes a page from Sony that you can do a really good animated adult kind of Marvel superhero comic book film and get as much pull and draw to it as one of your Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think everyone's eyes were open for sure, man. You you know everyone's like, oh yeah. and it's not just because the story was good. The story was good. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. It was how they did it. It was the sounds, it was the animation, it was the camera angles. It was oh dude, that oh, I love that movie. I honestly that's one I'm probably gonna buy the day it comes out for sure. So, all right, Mike. Well, you want to introduce our uh, next category, our next big film category. Yes. So, the next film category for us is uh, uh, Best Comedy. And, uh, you know, I I put in one that I was really surprised about. And uh, that was uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me. I was really entertained. That was a lot of fun. Well, you know, likewise, I picked... A comedy that shocked me too. I, I was interested in going and seeing both of these films, and I was just like, ah, oh, they're gonna be fun. They're got good comedic actors and actresses, and it's gonna be, you know, what it is. But I, I agree. I was shocked by the spy who dumped me as well. I, I knew it was gonna be fun, but I didn't think it was gonna be as good as it was. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good movie. Like I, you know, I kind of thought I was just going to watch a movie that I didn't think was going to be very good, and you know, it was actually really entertaining and fun. I was like, all right, that was good. Now, my pick, and I we're gonna go to war, but <laughs> all right, I picked Game Night. I, I thought Game Night was just. Wow. I mean, it came out of nowhere. You know, Jason Bateman's always funny. Um, the actress that's in there, I've, I should have all the IMDb's for the 
these pulled up so I can name them, but I don't. The the actress that was in there that plays the his wife, she did a really good job. I mean, she was great in a Wedding Crashers, you know. Oh yeah. Um. Oh man, dude, I know her name. Hold on. Uh, Mick. Mick. Uh, what's her name? Well, I don't know, or else I'd say it. All right, hold on. Okay, hold go on. go Stall ahead, pull Matt. it up because I'm going to talk about the real surprise in Game Night that put Game Night over the top for me. That made it my comedy of the year was the police officer guy from the dude from Breaking Bad who I don't remember his freaking name either. Um, Rachel McAdams was uh, the uh, female starring lead. And then the other guy that you're talking about is uh, Jesse Plemons. Yeah, see, I wanted to say Jesse Pinkman, but I knew that was wrong. I knew that was wrong. Plemons, who... He played the character he, Gary. So I just looked that up on IMDb. Shout out to yep, IMDb. This podcast unofficially brought to you by IMDb.com for all your movie needs and wants and go-tos. Anyways, he Jesse Plemons, dude, he was so good at game night. He was just so good. I mean, the creepy neighbor with the dog. Oh, oh man. Oh, dude, the blood yeah. scene. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. Oh, dude. dude. It, okay. So, so. Oh, it was so uh, good. So, both, both of these movies were good. Both of these movies were good. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick Game Night <sighs> just based on Dexter being in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, he was not in it very much, but Michael C. Hall is in it, who plays the character Dexter, uh, which is a Showtime show that both, uh, I think, Matt, oh, you I, love it too, I enjoy right? it quite a bit, but I do not love it like you love it. I mean, I watched it once. <sighs> I enjoyed it through the watch through. I actually subscribed to Showtime for a while so I could watch it because it was on a streaming service. I don't remember which one. I think it was Hulu or something like that. It wasn't on Netflix, or maybe it was on Netflix and they pulled it for a while and they got it back or something. Anyways, I started out watching it on a streaming service that I already paid for, and then they pulled it in the middle of me watching it. Like, it expired, you know, their contract with them, and so I couldn't watch it. So I ended up paying for Showtime for a couple months just so I could finish watching Dexter. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just liked it. Like, when I first heard about this show... I was like, what do you mean there's a show about serial killers killing serial killers? And then I watched it and I loved it. So That last season, though, was crap. That last season was just yeah. so bad. I don't know what happened but in the last season. but 90% right. of was. that show was amazing. Yeah, the Trinity season oh, was yeah. my favorite. Oh, yeah. That was so good. The Trinity killer. Oh, yeah. So... But uh, well, we're we're diverging. Yeah, we're well, diverging. you knew this was so, going to happen. That's why I kept trying to warn people that this is going to be a long one. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to side with you on game Woo! night. So yeah, I would say the best comedy, the best uh, comedy Poindexter Award goes to game winner, night. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. All right, Mike. This next one. Might be a little tough um, because we're both passionate about these films. Not as passionate as some others, but we're I, I love them. Is uh best sci-fi film. 
Yeah, so uh, for me, uh, I put in Bird Box. Wow. I knew you liked Bird Box, but I didn't know you liked it that much. Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, it was it was... It was very creative. It was well done. Sandra Bullock was amazing in it, um, and and uh, you know the the handful of other actors that were in it. Um, I'm trying to think of the shout out to the the one guy, but um, John oh, Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John dude, Malkovich was, awesome was amazing. But, but a- anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's my pick, Matt. Um, what is your pick? I thought Annihilation was something special. That is just an incredibly unique, bizarre, mind-bending sci-fi movie if I've ever seen one. It it, it is. It, it really is the uh the, the scene with the bear. Oh uh, god, dude, the oh man. Man. Oh man. <laughs> So good. Um, yeah, it, it, it is, it is really good. It was, it was visually kind of crazy. It was, it was a really good sci-fi movie that I don't think did very well. And that's disappointing because it was pretty good. And, um, so. Well, and the one thing that I think caused it to stumble a little bit for me was the ending and it's not because of you know it's just bizarre and very thought provoking and odd and really really deep thinking and i think that's one thing that kind of pushed people away from this movie is the ending but i thought it was i thought it was neat it wasn't my favorite ending it was really odd but you know that's what sci-fi movies are Yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was cool. Um, the ending is very strange, and I was wondering if they were trying to set up a sequel, kind of, and who knows if they were or not. But um, yeah, so I I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree oh, with man. you. I think really, I, th- I think annihilation. I thought I was yeah. gonna have to give up and go with Bird Box. No, no, I think I think I'm gonna go uh, annihilation, you know what- man. I, I, I really did like you that. You know what shocked me, Mike? I What's figured you would have picked a quiet place. No, um Matt, that's that's a little later on the list. Well, but that's that could have been a, a sci fi movie. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah, but I didn't wanna You didn't want to double dip? I didn't wanna Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to double dip. Okay. All right, fine. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Dude, I don't even see anything on here that has that. Anyways, all right. Um, go ahead, introduce our next category since it's very near and dear to your heart, Mike. All right. So the, the yeah the 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 next category is you know something that I force Matt to watch all too often that he doesn't like. As I was much. gonna say I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I'm just not as crazed of a fan as you are. Much like you're probably not as crazed of a fan as comedies and sci-fi as I am. Yeah, and that is uh, best horror movie, uh, horror movie, <laughs> and um, 
Uh, you know, f- for this, I chose uh, Heredity, and that movie was wow. Um, it deserved all the talk that it got about. It's uh, yeah. Never did I see anything coming in that movie. That movie is by far a, a the best horror movie of the year for sure or, or for 2018. Uh, I mean, it was totally different than anything I'd seen in a long, long time. So that part I enjoyed about it. It's it's a pretty crazy story and a little bit odd, but you know. I enjoyed it. It especially gets real crazy at the end. Yeah. Now that that the very very end of that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, like, so, and yeah. guess what, folks? This is one of the rare occasions we've had so far in these awards show where Mike and I agree. I feel Hereditary was definitely the best horror movie of the year. It was insane. It still haunts my nightmares. I am still losing sleep over this one. <laughs> well, 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 Matt, that, that the scene, I'm not going to go into it too much, but there's a scene with a window and, and somebody and... Oh, yeah. Whoa. No, the, the next morning... Dad. The, the next oh, morning I don't is even the know. scene that, that I always think about. I don't even know. Uh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that movie gives me chills right now. I just got yeah, chills, dude. It's that Ugh. good. It is. It's that good. It really is. It's a, Wow. It's an amazing horror movie. It really is. And for those of you who have not seen Hereditary yet and want to know why Mike and I are dancing around and trying not to spoil anything, uh, you can watch Hereditary right now on Amazon Prime. Amazon got all the rights to all the A24 films. So... Any A24 film that's come out is on Amazon Prime. You can go watch it right now. So go do that. Ugh. Well, if you watch it in the dark, ugh, you might have a hard time sleeping. Just saying. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Definitely don't watch it with your kids. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, all right, Mike. Go all ahead. Right, Matt, Matt, what's the next oh, one? Oh, you want what's me to the do next it? One? Okay. You, I did, I, yeah, no. I did the, I did the last all one. All right. So... Next. This one is uh, this is a tough category. There are many, 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 many choices for this one, especially in the summer. But our next category is best action film. My personal pick is Mission Impossible Fallout. I feel like we're going to witness Tom Cruise die in a real life stunt filming Mission Impossible movies. And this was pretty gosh darn close to that. Yeah, it was, man. That was a fantastic amount of action. And even though the the movie story uh, plot is fairly, uh, you know, uneventful, we've seen it before, you know, nuclear stuff, whatever, end of the world, blah, blah, blah. The way that the movie's action was executed was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. The the, the yeah. skydiving scene really happened. I've never seen a skydiving scene filmed like that before. You really feel like you're actually skydiving because guess what? Tom Cruise really is skydiving. 
Yeah, and the 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 helicopter when he's piloting the helicopter, like he really learned how to fly a helicopter to do this movie. It yeah, was awesome. He's really doing that. I mean, it's just you know, and the dude broke his what ankle or his leg jumping from one building to the other or whatever in that one scene, and they didn't edit it out. You see it. You see his whole freaking leg break. Yeah. Now it's it was you know it's really cool to see that 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 kind of action that kind of you know uh stunt and stuff like it's it's amazing that they even tried to do some of that stuff so it it, it's awesome. amazing tom cruise is not lying at the bottom of one of these uh skyscrapers dead but hey you know as long as he's willing to do it i'm willing to pay and go watch it Improve the story a little bit. I agree with you on that, Mike. But as long as they're doing badass stunts like this, I will continue seeing Mission Impossible movies. Uh, oh, yeah. No, all right, Mike. So too. what was your pick for best action movie of the year? All right. So my pick is Aquaman. So this movie was just a ton of fun. Uh, I know it just recently came out, but man, uh, I saw it with Mags and it was just so much fun. Tons of action. You know, a lot of CGI, but it was still just, it was awesome. So that was what uh, my pick was for this. I would say overall, Aquaman is definitely a better movie than Mission Impossible Fallout. Really? The action in Mission Impossible Fallout is better, but the story and the fun and the comedy and the everything in Aquaman was better as a whole. But the action is better in Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, no, I, I think all the action scenes in Mission Impossible Fallout are just spectacular. I mean, there's there's nobody who does who has done that kind of craziness, you know, of the actual actor flying the helicopters and jumping out of planes and all that stuff. So, you know, kudos to Tom Cruise. I mean, you might do some pretty weird things in your personal life but man that movie was awesome you're still a hell of an actor tom cruise no matter how screwed up you are in the real world (laughs) (laughs) all right mike so are you bending over am i bending over i I think you're bending over aquaman it is action movie of the year all right all right this next category. Oof. This is going to be brutal, Mike. Be this hard, is going to be dude. brutal. And there's only three movies able to be in this category. Go ahead. Introduce it. All right. So this is the best MCU movie. So this is kind of our thing, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for me, uh, I chose Ant-Man and the Wasp. And you might be asking, why did why did he choose that? You why mean, didn't he choose? I might be asking, why the hell did you pick Ant-Man and Wasp over Black Panther or Avengers Infinity War? 
Yeah, yeah, you might be asking that. And uh, the reason is, I just like the funny lightheartedness of this movie, um, you know, quite a bit. Although I also knew it would stir up a bunch of shit with Matt. So, <laughs> that's the main reason. Because really, it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, you know, uh, Infinity War because that was amazing. But I, I was just trying to stir up something. Don't get me wrong, man. Ant-Man Wasp is great. A lot of people did not give it as more credit than what it got. A lot of people, really, critics especially, did not like Ant-Man and Wasp. They thought it was dumb. They didn't like the physics. They just, you know, you got to understand, that's how that movie is. Ant-Man and Wasp is like almost not quite a replacement, but it's in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's definitely more fun. They stretch the real laws of physics a lot. Um, there's a lot more comedy in it. There's not as much action. I just don't get me wrong. I love Ant Man and Wasp, but it was not my Marvel Cinematic Cinematic Universe movie of the year. That is Avengers: Infinity War by a long shot. I mean, that was a movie ten years in the making. It's amazing. No, yeah, no, it was it was really good. I I really was just doing it to stir you up. Oh, I honestly it's hilarious. Mike, job well done. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, so for for anyone who's not clear, the best MCU movie of the year was Avengers. Infinity like, dude, War. you seriously got me. Like, when I, you first filled them in and you told me you filled them in, I was like, did he seriously put Ant Man and Wasp? Did Mike start doing <laughs> drugs? What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Now you explain it, it's hilarious. You 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 did a great job, Mike. Yes. No All problem. right. You wanna you wanna go with our uh, next one? Oh man. So I, I'm I'm kind of excited about this, but I, I shouldn't know, I'm be. kind of excited so too, because it was actually a hard decision for me. Oh, all right. Well, uh it wasn't too hard for me, but uh worst movie of the year is the next category, and uh you know, I I couldn't wait to talk more about how bad I hated this movie, and that was uh, Mortal Engines. The movie just doesn't make any sense, and it's it's just things happening and no reasons for anything. And ah, man, I did not like this movie, and it was so weird. Like, there's so many visual effects and stuff, but they don't explain anything. Yeah, it was so weird. Well, Mike, my worst movie of the year is also Mortal Engines. And it's exactly for what you said. The story had a lot, a lot of potential. The actors were well-picked. They did okay at acting. Not great. They did okay. There was a lot of potential here. And they dropped the ball hard. Real hard. The story was just... How they presented it was just bad. And I think it really could have been something special, and it wasn't. It was crap. So, anyways, for those of you not paying attention, both of us picked Mortal Engines. That's, one of, again, one of the few that both of us picked the exact same thing. So, Mike, do you want to do the best movie of the year now, or do you want to wait till the end of the podcast? 
Oof. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's okay. wait till the end of the podcast. Because we have a handful of individual awards. They probably won't take too long um, because, you know, we're not fighting over them. And they're kind of fun. They're kind of quirky. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Mike, uh, uh, why don't you do my favorite individual award category that we picked? And it's one of the last ones we came up with. Uh, go for it. All right, so uh, the one that you're talking about is the best sandwich in a movie. <laughs> I love so, it. So, you, yeah, yeah, so, you know, because that's what you do. You you look for the, you go to the movies to figure out what they're eating. I, that's what I do. And I'm always wondering what piece of meat, uh, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood is putting on his sandwiches. But that's me. It, it teaches me how to eat. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Clint Eastwood, uh, my pick was The Mule. And it was uh, when uh, Clint Eastwood's character and another character stop and get some pulled pork sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And they, they made it a whole point that that was the best pulled pork sandwich in like the country. And Clint Eastwood argues that he's eaten a lot of pulled pork sandwiches all over and this is the best one ever kind of thing and that led into a much more dramatic scene but it was fascinating how they spent time explaining the pulled pork sandwich yeah so all right mike you want me to do mine uh yeah yeah let's uh let's let's I'm hear no, it man. i'm probably gonna get flack for this because it's not technically a sandwich but i'm gonna do it anyways because it's freaking hilarious my favorite sandwich in a movie this past year or best sandwich in a movie this past year was Tony lip played by Viggo Mortensen in green book. When he grabs a whole pizza, folds it in half and eats it like a sandwich in the car. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty that awesome. Pretty hilarious. Oh, that was great. All right. On to the next one being, we are, a nerd-based podcast where we talk about nerds and our inspiration is Revenge of the Nerds. Why not have our favorite movie nerd for the past year? Now, I did put in a stipulation for this. This is for our only current movies that came out in the past year. It doesn't relate to a legacy cast. Um, a tributary would be fine, but it doesn't relate to a legacy cast. So, Mike, who was your favorite movie nerd this year? Uh, my favorite movie nerd was from a movie that we recently reviewed, which is uh, Replicas, and it was Ed, who was played by Thomas Middleditch, who's also in the show Silicon Valley. And uh, yeah, he was just a good nerd yeah, in this movie. He was super typecast, but he's good at it. Yes. He's good at it. He is. He's a fun actor. All right. So I have two, and uh, I probably should have just picked one, but I have two anyways. And I'm probably going to get slammed for both of them because they're nerds, but they're not really nerds, but they are, but they aren't, but they are. At least they were kind of come off as that in uh, the movies. And that is uh, Charlie played by Haley Steinfeld in Bumblebee. She's clearly an outcast. She is, might not be a super nerdy person, but she's big into the auto mechanic stuff. And, you know, being a nerd doesn't necessarily mean you're big into computers and big into video games and big into movies and big into that. It just means you're very passionate about one thing. And she clearly was very passionate about cars. 
Yeah, that's true. My second one is definitely a little bit more nerdy. And I see her as kind of, uh, oh, great. Now I'm break- blanking on the name of the character from uh, 007. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Q. Q? Yes, I, I almost said M, but Q. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Q, but a modern day Q. And that is uh, Shuri from Black Panther, played by Latita Wright. You're right. She kind of was a a Q type character. Yep. Now I don't know if I'd call her a full on nerd, but she really reminded me of Q a lot. So, all right, Mike, go ahead. What's our next category? All right. So our next category is favorite villain. So I kind of had fun with this, man, and uh, I know you you laughed at me already. So we haven't even done the podcast. You laughed at me about it, <laughs> and this was. My favorite villain is the Meg. Well, now, I wasn't laughing at you. I was trying to get you to be specific. Which Meg? Is it the first one or is it the second one? Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, man, come on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I chose the Megalodon that was in the Meg. One of them. I know there's a few. (laughs) Dude, it's... uh... I knew you were going to do that, though, because you and your love of sharks, man. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I Personally, I would go with the big Meg instead of the little one that got his ass kicked. But the big one got his ass kicked, too. He just clearly doesn't like eating people that he swims underneath. Yeah. 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 All right. So, again, I broke my own rules. Uh, my favorite villain, I was kind of split. Um, I had to get Star Wars in here somewhere because there was a Star Wars movie that came out this year. And what? no way. What was Solo. that? Oh, you can stream that on Netflix. <laughs> that nobody in their right mind probably saw except for me. And I liked it a lot. And I've had multiple people come up to me and go, man, I really should have gone and seen that in the movie theater. It was a lot better than I thought it was. And I was like, yeah, I tried to tell you. But anyways, I really liked Dryden Voss played by Paul Bettany. I, I thought he was a great villain in there. He was very evil, very sinister. He had a badass weapon. He looked badass. Yeah, he was a cool villain. And then the next one, I'm sure every single one of you can guess. It is Thanos. Because how can you not have Thanos as one of the best villains ever? I mean, he's next to unbeatable. Yeah, no. Thanos was... Uh, that was a... I mean, when you think of a villain, yep. he's kind of like the ultimate villain. So and Josh Brolin did a great job, a fantastic job. Yeah. So, all right. This next one is uh, definitely, definitely particular. And I'm going to let Mike do it because uh, this is kind of his segment. It's kind of his baby. So, uh, Mike, uh, what's our next category? Yeah. So uh, the the origin of this category is kind of out of uh, you know wh- what are you drinking during the pod and uh, you know this is the favorite podcasting beer and uh, surprise surprise mine is some sort of IPA uh, it happens to be one that I I drink quite often and that's called Hoplift IPA and uh, I usually get that from the Aldi the local Aldi. I'm pretty sure I don't even have to say mine. I'm sure everybody already knows since I've said it like nine times already. But that is Kilt Lifter. My good old Four Peaks Kilt Lifter. 
I love to drink that. Yeah, nice, man. So, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, oh, okay. nice, man. No, no, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great solid beer. Yeah, uh, Matt, do you <laughs> do you want to introduce the next one? I, I, sure, I Mike. Think you do. This is a fun category, another hard category where I have multiple selections, and I, oh look, so do you. And a lot of the ones that you picked, I also should have picked because I wanted to pick, but you went over the top for sure. And that is our biggest disappointment of the year. Yeah, so for, for me, this was really hard to narrow down just for one movie. Um, and so I didn't. So I put down a bunch. So I'm just going to tell you what they are right now. Um, Super Troopers 2. It was okay. Yeah. But it just didn't quite seem like it was the same Super Troopers type movie that I wanted. And, yeah, I mean, it still had some funny parts, but, eh. And then the next one, I, I know Matt, Matt agrees with me heavily on this one, Sicario 2. If I had to pick only one, I would definitely say Sicario 2. Definitely. I I had such high hopes for that film because the first one is just like one of my favorite movies of all time. Easily. Yeah. And the first one is so good. Uh, the cinematography, the things like, oh, the movie is so good. And then you get the second one. Yeah, it, it was garbage. They tried to make a cinematic masterpiece into an action movie and it failed miserably. Ah, my next one after that is. Mr. Denzel Washington's first se- uh, sequel that he's in. And I just didn't really like it. And that was Equalizer 2. And it was okay. But man, the ending really went way over the top for me. And I was just like, yeah. I had a hard time with it on the ending there. but I, I can get where you're coming from. I wasn't a super huge fan of Equalizer 2. I didn't hate it. But it wasn't anything special it wasn't anything out of the ordinary it just seemed like equalizer one and a half it seemed like you could take it and mix it with the original equalizer and make it one film yeah and then uh you know because i had too many of these uh mile 22 which was like a mark Wahlberg movie where there are these like protection people guys and it was just not a good movie, no. and they even had the guy who was in, um, who's this awesome Asian martial artist guy, and they don't even really use him, and that was really frustrating for me because I saw him in the Raid and the Raid Two, and those movies are amazing. If you haven't seen the Raid or the Raid Two, watch them. Um, and then the final movie, which I'm sure Matt feels with me, is the Predator. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, it was, it ended up being kind of like a comedy, kind of. I don't know. It felt, there were certain aspects of the movie that were really cool. But there's a lot of stuff that just didn't feel like, I, I don't know. I know that they had a lot of reshoots. There was an entire character just completely removed. Like, I I don't know. It just. It was bad. It was just flat out bad. And I yeah. expected more. From the guy that gave us Iron Man 3. And he yeah. even starred in the original Predator movie. 
You would think he would want to do it justice. You would think. But nope. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well, my list is long. And like I said, most of yours I probably would have on mine too. But I cut it down to a couple. Well, three. Um, One we already talked about. That was Sicario 2. And then the next one, my younger sister absolutely loves this movie to death. And I thought it was a failed, failed opportunity. And I don't think we will ever get another one like it for a long time. And that was the Happy Time Murders. Yeah, we won't get that We're not going to get another, you know, over-the-top puppet movie that deals with real life. Because this one just flopped so bad. And I had such high hopes for it. It looked so... So much fun. It looked like it had great parts coming out of the trailers and everything, and it didn't deliver. I'm sorry. It didn't for me. I know a lot of people probably enjoyed it. My sister enjoyed it. I think you thought it was okay, Mike, but it just, it really disappointed me big time. And then uh, my last one we talked about earlier, uh, it was the worst movie of the year, and that was Mortal Engines. That was, uh, I thought that was really going to be something neat and fun, especially with the name Peter Jackson behind it. But nope, it was crap. Yep. So, all right, Mike. Well, our next one, I think, is a fun category. And this is the biggest surprise movie of the year for us. Uh, Which one did you pick, Mike? All right. So, uh, you know, it probably could have been nominated in the best sci-fi. Probably could have been in a couple other of the categories. But uh, I chose A Quiet Place. I agree, man. That's a great freaking movie that came out of nowhere and set the world on fire. At least the box office. Yeah, well, it's so well done. It came out in uh, February, I believe. And, you know, it's usually a slower time of year. And it was just a great it was, movie. It was incredible. And if you did not see A Quiet Place in a movie theater where people were actually quiet, shame on you. Because watching it at home is not the same experience as watching in the theater. Yeah, that one is so good in the theater because you're so immersed into that, the 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 no sound, and oh, it was so good. The sound design in that movie is amazing. All right, my biggest surprise of the year, I went back and forth on this on a couple of them, um, and this one, you know, didn't do what A Quiet Place did. It fell flat on its face, and it fell hard and broke its nose. <laughs> but uh nice. uh it was almost game night i i game night really surprised the hell out of me and that was in there for a while and then i changed it but uh that is assassination nation i thought assassination nation was just going to be a purge ripoff it was going to be boring and dumb and not smart and stupid the trailer looked really interesting to me but i was like no there's no way this is going to be a good movie i watched it i i don't want well i don't hate to admit this i like to admit this i bought it on blu-ray i liked assassination nation that much i went and spent you know 17 or 18 bucks on it and bought it on blu-ray i thought that movie it just shocked me it was fun it was interesting it had a really crazy ass story it's almost a horror movie i mean it's wild i really just liked it yeah it was wild and that movie floored me as well and i i was so glad that i actually got to see it in the theater because i don't think it was in the theater for very long uh it was really cool there's a lot of neat stuff in the movie the only thing that was a little bit weird is the the band doing the thing um 
I think it's at the beginning and at the end of like how uh, the, movie the marching starts. band. Yeah, 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 yeah. But other than other than that, other than that, like the movie's just such so accurate, talking about so many things that are in ongoing in our society. It was amazing. They there was uh, yeah, there was just so much. It was it was really cool. I. I uh, the movie gets crazy and stuff, but you get the point. And uh, wow, I I was floored by the movie. Like I think I remember just sitting there after it ended and just like whoa, just like thinking. Like it was such yeah, a good movie. It was. It really just wow, out of left field for me, man. Because I just I heard about it, watched the trailer, and I was like, yeah, I want to see that. And then. When it came out, I was like, I know it's not going to be in the theaters long, but we did get it here at, God, that's one reason why I love Harkins, man. I'm in a small town. You know, everybody knows I'm in Prescott, Arizona. We don't get a lot of the smaller movies, but when we do get them, Harkins always makes sure we sure we get them. We get them for at least a week, maybe two. Assassination Nation, I think we got for a week. I was the only person in the theater, but it was well worth seeing in the theater. I loved it. All right, Mike, go ahead. What's our next category? All right, so our next category is best movie we didn't review. So this is one that we didn't even talk it's about. It's a tough on the one, pod. man, because you know you and I see a lot of movies, and we can't review all of them. I mean, shit, we're already doing two a week. I couldn't imagine if we're doing three or four a week. Yeah, and so I'm I I kind of cheated a little bit, Matt, because I chose one that was a little bit before the pod actually really started. But I mean, it could have been the first pod. And that was uh, Twelve Strong, which came out in January. Yeah, it's fine of 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 uh, twenty eighteen. But uh, I really like Twelve Strong. That was talking about um, some some of our first troops uh, to enter into Afghanistan, uh, and they ended up using some horses and did various things. And it was pretty good. It had Thor in it, um, and uh, yeah, so. I just wanted to say yeah, that. I haven't gotten to see it. I would like to see it. I wanted to see it in the theaters, but I didn't get around to it. I don't remember what was going on, but I was really busy. And by the time I got time to go see it, it was gone. So it was probably January. Yeah, I was probably knee deep in basketball season. So, yeah. Well, I have two. Again, I'm breaking my own damn rules, but screw it. We're not going to have rules. Um, the me- There's two. For me, uh, one I saw in the theaters, again, it was another small one. Um, I thought it was really, really, really good. It was kind of out there. Um, I think it might be streaming on Amazon Prime now, because I think it's an A2. I, th- I, th- I think it is, dude. I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime. I think I saw it, and I was like, oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, it's a, a it's a A24 movie, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken, but anyways. And that's uh, First Reformed. It's a... Uh, about a priest a topic that's very touchy not kids <laughs> i just had to throw oh, that nice, out there dude. it's not nice, kids nice. Yeah, for yeah, all of yeah. you are thinking that it's yeah. not that it's different it's still a touchy t- topic in today's climate ha, that was a pun anyways um it's well worth a watch it gets a little strange towards the end in the middle and stuff it was written and directed by the guy that did taxi driver if you watched Taxi Driver and like Taxi Driver, this is very similar, kind of in that vein. Uh, well worth a watch. Um, 
just for uh great now i'm spacing on his name too god i am having a hard time with names i really i was at my sister's house this weekend and i didn't sleep well her bed was rough man so i am just spacing on names so bad uh but the uh main actor i'm typing and everybody's hearing it so <laughs> yes ethan hawk ethan hawk <laughs> did such a good job like he should have been nominated for Best Actor in the Academy Awards. He just he just did so good. So good in this movie. So. All right. My second one is a movie that Mike hates. Uh, I went and saw it with my mom. And she agreed with me. She thought it was very good. Uh, and that was Bad Times at the El Royale. I really enjoyed that movie. It's a little lengthy. Uh, some of the parts are could have gone without but it was uh it was very unique and the acting was really well done and the stories are fascinating uh i liked how it was shot so i don't know man it was just it was just weird to me um it's a drew goddard movie so uh you know we really like cabin in the woods and i was hoping that this would be kind of be along that same vein i mean it had thor in it as well uh, I guess that's one thing we have in common. Both of our movies that we didn't see yeah, have Thor in it. Now, um, I remember the so. first time I talked to you when we were talking about possibly doing Bad Times Bad Times at El Royale for a review. You were like, yeah, I didn't really like that movie. But I bet you'll like it. Uh, and you nailed it. I did. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. So. If I had nice, to pick one, nice. though, First Reformed. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll try and catch that on the 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 yeah, Amazon's yeah. Prime Video. Um. All right, Matt. So our next category is worst podcast. So this is kind of an interesting one. This is where we take a look at ourselves and decide what we thought was the worst podcast of our eighty-seven podcasts. So I'm going with this um, one, episode eighty-eight. Poindexter Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so uh, I am uh, going with uh, Trick or Treat. And the only reason that I picked that one was because I did it by myself. And I felt like I could have done it a little bit longer. I felt like I was very rushed and fast. And, you know, uh, I, I probably should have structured it out a little bit more and had a little bit more uh, uh, to talk about. But. You know, I didn't, so that's why it's my worst Dude, podcast. Dude, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad at all. But, hey, you know, to each their own. And there's nothing wrong with a 15-minute podcast. I think a couple of, no, one of my solo casts, uh, what, The Little Pink House, I think I did 15 minutes on that. So Yeah, I think you did. And yeah. I think I did that on purpose because, you know, half the hosts, half the length recording. Anyways, but then I did uh, Flags of Our Fathers, and that I talked for all half hour. I said the same things over and over again, but I talked for a half hour, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, and the All worst right. podcast, in my opinion, it's not the worst movie, but worst podcast was Game Night. And Mike and I were, you know, just starting out. It was uh, your second podcast. Um, It was our fifth as a show. And we were still yeah. just finding ourselves. We were finding our voice. We were finding what the hell we were going to do. And it's a disaster. 
you know, and there's nothing wrong with it being a disaster because we learned and we learned from it and we've developed the different things we have today, you know, and that's, you know, I, I don't mean to be all, um, sentimental or preachy or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, why do you fall down to learn how to get back up? So I agree with that. And, you know, some of those first ones we've had, uh, they were rough, man. They were real rough. So, all right, Mike, well, let's go the other way. Let's go with our favorite podcast or our best podcast of the past year. And, uh, I broke the rules again, but, uh, I did it. So, uh, go ahead. What's yours? All right. So my favorite podcast of the year was uh, Avengers Infinity War. And part of the reason it's my favorite podcast is we just, we were so passionate. We so wanted to talk about it that we spoiled and spoiled and spoiled and spoiled some more that, you know, it was, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. I love that podcast. That, that was in the running for sure. I really, I really did enjoy recording that one. And that was a long one. But, you know, as you'll find out in our awards before we get to the best movie of the year, uh, Avengers Infinity War podcast was uh, some of our listeners' favorite podcasts as well, even though it was long as hell. So, yeah. All right. My two favorites, and I did too, is the beginning. Of course, it has to be the beginning because it was the first one we ever did. It was with Seth. Was at my house, it was in my living room. I didn't know it was gonna last the whole year. I didn't know he was gonna leave the show, let alone the town, let alone the state. But here we are, a year later, still doing it with my good buddy, you know, Mike Talent. And, you know, it all started there. So how can it not be the beginning? My my second it's one, true, it's uh possibly because technical feats, the movie wasn't the greatest. But uh it was really tough getting a. Uh, the recording done for venom. I, I haven't edited three streams before and I had to edit the shit out of that one. Uh, getting it recorded was tough. We called you on the phone. Now, hopefully when we do this, it'll be a little more streamlined in the future. We'll get it figured out a little bit better, but that was a real hard one to do, man. And, you know, again, I learned a lot from it and it was really neat having my nephew on there. I didn't know how how he was going to talk. Um, he'd never done a podcast before. He'd never been on TV. He'd never been exposed to anything like putting something you create out there. I mean, he's done music and things and bands. He's never really, he's done kind of solo-y kind of stuff, but not big time. I mean, this is kind of big time in a way. And I wasn't sure how he was going to do. And he did well. He talked well. He had great points to make so i really like venom as my second one so nice man nice all right mike as i alluded to before we get to our movie of the year we have two listener awards um i hope everyone voted in the poll because hardly anybody sent us emails but in our polls and emails or people telling me mike do you know what the listeners movie of the year is uh no i actually don't know what it All is right. well here were the nominations if i can find my there we go the nominations in the poll uh in alphabetical order let me see 
Oh, well, it's not alphabetical order anymore. I'll just read them. Um, Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> A Star is Born, Green Book, The Mule, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, Black Klansman, First Man, Roma, Vice. That's what I put up in our All poll. Right. And then there were a few that were emailed in that were not on the poll, and the mule's already there. Uh, Isle of Dogs, Destroyer, and Mamma Mia, here we go again. So we got a decent amount of votes. The problem is they're kind of spread out. <laughs> I guess that just comes with yeah. you know telling people to tell us what your favorite is without question. So, All right, Mike, now... Out of all of those, do you have a guess? Uh, I don't know. Avengers? Nope. Avengers came mm. in third. Our listener movie of the year is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, awesome. So awesome. listener's movie of the year, first place goes to Bohemian Rhapsody. Second place goes to A Star is Born. Oh, very good. Very and good. In third movie place well. goes to Avengers Infinity War. Okay. okay. All right. So on top of that, the one we got even less votes on was our listeners' favorite podcast of the year. There was no nominations, no picks. It was just tell us which one you think is best. And we did get a handful. We didn't get a lot, but we got some. The ones we got were Avengers Infinity War. Episode 77, the triple feature. Oh, Avengers Infinity War was episode 13. Um, Episode 43, the Happy Time Murders. And last but not least, episode 54, Venom. Okay. So, in first place, our listeners' podcast of the year, favorite podcast, was Avengers Infinity War. Nice. Nice. Second place, episode 54, Venom. Tied for third place, oh. Happy Time Murders and the Triple Feature. Oh, man. Okay. So, All right. It shows that the length necessarily isn't a problem when it comes to our podcasting, Mike. So we'll definitely find that out with this one because we're at an hour and 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You we're, still awake or are you it. drunk yet? No, I'm I'm still, still drunk, drunk yet. yet. All right, got it. Good. All right. So let's do it. Let's end this right. Mike, go ahead. Tell us our last category of the first, hopefully annual Poindexter Awards. All right. So for the last category of the Poindexter Awards, it's best movie of the year, and uh, my pick is A Star Is Born. You know that was just it was a fantastic movie, and and Lady Gaga and and Bradley Cooper were just electric. Like you just uh, you felt it. It was so good. And then shout out to Sam Elliott, he was awesome. Like it was a really well done movie. Sad though, but really well done. All right, Mike. My favorite movie of the year for 2018/19 is First Man. Really? First Dude, Man. I love that movie. How can you not love a movie that was shot like that? The acting was freaking incredible. Just 
you know, I, that's the only thing I can think of why First Man hasn't been nominated for more stuff is that everybody sees the acting and they're like, oh, well, all he did was do nothing. He had showed no emotion. He showed, you know, no empathy, no nothing. Well, you know what? I, I'm not an actor, but I would think that would be pretty freaking difficult to try not to show empathy, especially in a space when everybody's being super acting, angry, upset, all this other stuff, all this intensity going around, but Ryan Gosling still holds it together and is just, you know, just stone cold from start to finish. I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I, I really liked all the space stuff. I know they went to a ton of effort to show you like the inside of, of the different things, like and it was extremely accurate for where the buttons were and how many we were and the glowing and all the stuff. And that was really cool. It was really neat to see some of the history of even how, you know, uh, he got into the space program and, and his path. Uh, the only thing I think that's really dragging on that movie, and I'm not 100% sure, is the way that they portray some of the family stuff. And I'm not sure if all that stuff's exactly accurate or they just didn't want to nominate something that had that that rough kind of family thing. I mean, this is the first astronaut in the moon. They don't want to promote anything that's like has somewhat some negatives kind of behind yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, if it's a hundred percent how it was, that's fine, but you know, they don't want to promote that really. Well, I think one thing that I really liked about first man was how it's dramatic, like Apollo 13, but in a different way, like all you see, all these other space based movies, including Apollo 13 and things like that, where they make it seem like all these guys went in there knowing exactly what they wanted, knowing exactly how they were going to do it, knowing everything. And in reality, it shows how frightened they all really were. I mean, one slightest little thing go wrong and you're dead. You know? And I think they really, really got that across in this movie really well. So... All right, here's my one argument for A Star is Born. And I know I'll probably end up losing this battle, Mike, but I'm going to use it anyways. I'm not a huge fan of how A Star is Born ended. I'm not going to say what happened. I'm going to keep it to myself. But I'm not a huge fan. And I, I, it's not glorifying it. I'm not saying that. The movie's not doing that at all. It's, anything is doing the opposite. But it's just depressing as hell. You know, I really walked out of that movie feeling like crap. You're right. It's it is very depressing. Everything outside of that though was incredible. Yeah, they could have done maybe something different, but they didn't. So all right. So I got you. Um I'm still gonna stick with it, man. I'm I'm still of the opinion. Well stars you know, Mike. I might have won most of the categories, but you win the big one. We'll go with A Star is Born for the Poindexter Awards first best movie of the year. 
Nice. Very awesome. Very awesome. So, so Matt, with all these awards that we did, what are we going to talk about next I don't next know, week? dude. I'm going to sleep. I'm exhausted. We're not watching shit. <laughs> let's do let's do TV from here yeah, on right. out. No, Come I'm on. joking. Oh, geez, that'd be even worse. Like, I, you know, we're finally getting a little bit of a little bit of activity in Hollywood. We've had a little bit so far this year. We had Glass come out in January, but there's a couple films that have really spiked my interest. That's coming out this week, uh, t- tonight. Hopefully, you know, I can get an early showing on Thursday. If not, I'll hit them up this weekend. But uh, you know, on Valentine's Day or the day after, maybe that's why they're coming out. I I really want to see Alita: Battle Angel. I think that's going to be a really cool movie. I the critics aren't a huge fan of it, but again, the critics don't read comic books. They don't read manga. They don't do anime really. You know, for a nerd like me, I think it's probably going to be a pretty awesome movie. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, it's Robert, Robert Rodriguez is behind it, and uh, I think James Cameron is the producer. So, like, I hope it's Dude, really cool. Actors: Christoph Waltz, Mahershala Ali, yeah. Jennifer Connelly, oh, Rosa yeah. Salazar. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. I'm hoping it's going to be a sleeper hit. And then the next one, it might get changed. Depends on our schedules. Mike is quite busy this next week. I'm quite busy myself. But we're going to try and see a second one in the theater. Um, This looks like a really fun, interesting movie based on a true story. Um, And that's called Fighting With My Family. Yeah, and uh, that's that's about these uh, wrestlers or... or, uh two siblings who grow up and want to become wrestlers and uh, their path and journey to try and do that. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be fun. At least it'll be fun. I hope at the minimum, I don't know if it's going to be earth shattering, but with the, how the trailers are presenting the material so far, it really looks like it's going to be fun and probably a little emotional. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right, Mike. Well, you know, we know it's super, super long. We warned all of you that it was going to be super, super long. But I hope all of you enjoyed our first Poindexter Awards. I know I did. I had a great time talking about all these movies. How about you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, this is this kind of, you know, reminds us why we're doing the podcast. And it's just fun to to, to look back at all these different movies. And man, do we see a lot of movies this last year and... Well, look forward to seeing, you know, a lot of movies this next year, and we're excited to uh, just keep Dude, talking. And I've already seen a lot of freaking movies this year, and it's only the second week in February. Now, again, I'm Woo. counting all the movies that I've watched streaming and at home, but using that new uh, letterbox, the app slash website, dude, it's, I'm really interested this time next year to tell all of you how many movies I've really seen. I think it's going to oh, be man. crazy. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's do it. Um, I still have yet to sign up. I'm slacking. I'll you do are. it. You're a slacker. Do it this week. They have an app. That's the thing. When I, I get out of a movie, like damn it, 
Don't go looking for me, people. It'll spoil my reels. <laughs> but when I get out of a movie or get done watching a movie, I pull it up on my phone. I open the app and I just do it real quick. I say I just watched it and then I say how many stars I give it. It's pretty fun. I like it. It's cool. That sounds good, man. Well, uh, I guess with all that, um, I just want to thank everybody for attending the Poindexter Awards and uh, we'll catch you next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.